Welcome. To Arcade Audio. But she caught me on the counter. It wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. It wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. It wasn't me. She even caught me on camera. It wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. It wasn't me. Heard the words that I told her. It wasn't me. Heard the screams getting louder. It wasn't me. She stayed until it was over. Honey came in and she got me red handed. Creepy with the girl next door. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Sit down. Grab a beverage. I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, I'm already sitting. Buckle in. I have some hot chocolate. There's no seatbelts on this couch. I'm not talking to you. Talking to the people that hear this. But I don't, this I never, we, this isn't a conversation between the two of us. I'm always just talking to them and you just interrupt me and you just are listening. You could be dead for all I know. This is like the sixth sense of podcasts. I'm talking to them. This is going to be an all timer. So get ready for it. If you couldn't tell by that lambasting, lambasting, lambastering. Lambastai? No. You're mean, man. Like, why are you so mean? I was just trying to build a repartoire between us. That is not how you say that word. I was just trying. I need some of my hot chocolate. Repertoire? Is that what you're trying to say? Did you just make up a word? Repartee. Yeah, repartee is a word. Alexa, what does repartee mean? Repertees is not a cat. Repertees. Repertees and munger. <laughs> can I, don't, I, I don't know if I can say munger. I don't think you can. Not on this show. That's so What do you mean on this show? Huh? Munger's not anything. It could be, though. Uh, Just walking down the, uh, like, the street's like, oh, let's cross the other way. There's a couple mungers coming down. You can't say stuff like that, man. You don't know who I'm talking about. I know. No. No. They know. Yeah, they probably know. It is February 9th, 2021. If you're new here every single week, my wife and I, we watch a random movie from a massive movie collection. We talk about it. We talk about our lives. We have fun. We have a good time. And sometimes we get bought movies and we have to watch them, which is very much the case today. I will um, never. So we have, we have a lot to discuss up front, but I, wanna, I want to put a disclaimer on this podcast right now. We watch this movie... Uh, when we watched this movie. Mm-hmm. Five days ago. Jesus, that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a goddamn thing that happened in this movie. And I could have said that immediately after the movie was on. I remember too much about this, this is, movie. I, I've never, in two and a half minutes of this podcast, tipped our hands on. This is one of the worst quote-unquote movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And we're going to get into it, but... If we're I will gonna never get, forgive my mother for this. If, oh, my I, mother bought this when, movie. When we see her, in th- uh, by the time people are hearing this, we'll already have seen her. I'm punching her right in the face. <laughs> Don't you dare punch my mother. Um, I, I lost all train of thought. I... Don't know how detailed and how much you're going to get out of what this movie is from our conversation oh, in just I got a few notes. moments. I don't really. I do. Because at no point in this incoherent rambling mess did I really ever truly understand what was going on. Well, that's really what my notes are. It's like, who's this? Isn't that the same person as this? Yeah. Wait, who's that? Your notes are a squirrel living their life. Wait, what's happening? So, bear with us. You're going to probably hear me be really mad and really just So it's just another episode. Yeah. But it's going to be related to this hunk of crap. But before we get into that hunk of crap, let's talk about a couple movies that we watched not for the show. Well, also, is anything else going on? Uh, what's no. the world been doing? What's the world been doing? My new segment where we analyze the world. The world's doing. Okay, end of the segment. Uh, the Super Bowl was this past weekend. We had some commercials, had some trailers for things. A lot we've already seen already. 
there was a Coming to America trailer. There was uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. Mm-hmm. Fast Nine. The only one I guess that was new was old. The M. Night Shyamalan trailer, which you didn't see. I think you were in the other room when that happened. Yeah, yeah, I was taking care of the baby. We'll, we'll watch that. Uh, the trailer, I mean. Movie, we might not. But it looks interesting. Um, pretty pretty subpar year for commercials and everything, as to be expected with what the world's going through. Specifically, if you were involved in that Cheetos Crunch Mix, it wasn't me commercial, I want to fucking hit you with my car. <laughs> You're very violent on today's show. That's what Scroll does to me. I hope I don't write a comic book. It might kill somebody. Uh, Way to give away the, the fucking movie, man. Did it? I still don't know. It was a commercial of Aston Kutcher and Mia, Mila Kunis, who are awkwardly married now. And uh, she's just eating his Cheetos, and he keeps catching her, and Shaggy's there. Why is Shaggy there? They hang out with Shaggy? Because she has proof that it was her because she's got Cheeto hands, but she keeps saying, it wasn't me. And he catches her in the shower. He catches her on camera. Did that actually happen or are you making Were you out of the room for that Yeah, I didn't see this commercial. I, honest to God, want to show that to you right now. No. No, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. So let's keep talking and I'm going to cue this up and we're going to get your live reactions. Because again... I don't have a lot to talk about this fucking movie. This is basically the dilettante ball of Married to the Movies. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to try to have us talk about 45 minutes worth of other shit. Mm-hmm. And then the end just be like, oh yeah, it's a one MVP, LVP, good night. Um, you mentioned that we watched two movies. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we did. We uh, almost watched a third, but we, you know, time didn't work out uh, appropriately. Which two movies did we watch, Samantha? We watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom mm-hmm. and One Night in Miami. Which I, I referenced, I was on a big push and was taking you along with me to watch like all the Oscar movies for this year. Oscar nominations are coming out soon. We do have Golden, like, <coughs> bless you, the excuse bad, me. terrible, you, awful, me. God bless it, Golden Globe nominations. The SAG and the Critics' Choice are not as bad, but there are some awkward choices in there. But most of what we have seen is in the mix, or what I've seen at least. You know, you got Trial of Chicago 7, you got Mank. Uh, Defy Bloods was shockingly snubbed from all Golden Globes. Uh, shockingly? No. Yeah, shockingly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, least, specifically for a couple acting nominations. Like, it was ridiculous. That's great. Um, but we did manage to see these two, which have been... Uh, Getting a lot of acclaim, specifically for acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rightfully so. One Night Miami for directing for Regina King's debut, and they're both they're both. Um, what can she not do? I have no idea. What can she not do? So, um, obviously, they're they're not connected specifically in any way, but they are both very very important films, uh, especially during this month. Yes, during of this month of Black History, of Black History month. month and just of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And um the, the, we didn't watch them the same time, but they they were both on priority of mind because of how prevalent they've been in the award circuit and whatnot. Right. So, um which did you prefer? I so we I think we like we each like them. I liked both of them very I, much. I I liked them both very much as well. I did have some some critiques on each. But um, which did you prefer? I, I honestly can't tell you. They're two completely different movies. You know, they, they deal with two completely different subject matters. Um, I thought that they were both really well done. Uh, very, very well done. I, I think I may have preferred One Night in Miami a little bit more. I believe I did. I believe I do as well. Um, but honestly, I'd probably have to see them both again to, to tell you. So we'll think on them a little more. We only watched One Night in Miami yesterday. Right, Mom Rainey's Black Friday. We watched maybe like three days ago. So my so my biggest critique with each, and this is a it's a critique I've had about like kind of this genre and this subset for quite a while, is it still feels very theatrical and very like staged because they're both well, adaptations. They're both play adaptations. Sure, so they're going to feel sure, like that. But I, At least it wasn't Hamilton, which took place on a stage. Sure. Let me say my fucking point. My point is that for me, personally, as a as a moviegoer, as a viewer, I am taken out of it when the story is kind of contained 
and draped in a certain way. And I feel like there is a way to translate some things better. So my personal preference, I liked One Night in Miami more than La Rainey's Black Bottom because I thought the story was better. It told a better story. Kent Powers, who also uh, co-directed and co-wrote Soul, is a growing voice in this medium. Um, but also, it expanded upon like the source material, and it allowed itself to go out to a bar, allowed itself to go out to the roof. It allowed, like You got to see these characters in other surroundings and other settings and it opened up the world a little bit more so it allowed you to feel like if I'm on stage and I'm watching them right in front of me I'm already in a different mindset and I'm already going to be affected differently like when I saw Raisin in the Sun as a play that hits me a hundred thousand times harder than watching a Raisin in the Sun the movie like it just does because you're there, there's no wall, there's nothing that's like constraining you from it. Just as an example. For this, for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I felt that the story was kind of hurt by it being a movie and me not seeing the characters in front of me do their thing. Um, I still really, okay. really enjoyed it. Now, I, what I will say is the best performance out of all the movies... Uh, of these two movies that we saw was Chadwick Boseman was rest in peace. Man. I, I, I was concerned that it was going to be a little bit, uh, f- uh, skewed because of him getting this posthumous recognition. He's great in Five bloods as well, but this is where he's like the front runner. Um, he would have been the front runner if he was alive. In my opinion, he is, Incredible. He has like two or three scenes that he is just lightning. It's the same thing with any performance that I've seen of his. In Black Panther, the weight that he brings, the emotional weight that he brings is unparalleled. And he can give exposition and give background and Mm -hmm. not make it feel like you're watching a five-minute, seven-minute monologue. Yeah, He makes it like you just feel yeah you feel it you you you're not paying attention to how long it's taking for him to tell this tale of what happened to his mom and why he does whatever the white man says or whatever his story is because just the way he delivers it is just <laughs> incredibly moving it, so powerful he definitely had the best overall performance viola davis was still great i think maybe that's my other critique over Ma Rainey's versus One Night in Miami is it it felt very abrasive. Like, that's naturally, like, her character and Chadwick's character. Like, it's a lot of, like, conflict. Bat, like conflict batting back and forth. Not the One Night Miami is about conflict, but the conflict and the conversations and the arguments and the, the discord that's taking place is ultimately, like, leading towards a bigger and better thing. Um, and I think that's just why I kind of liked it sure. afterwards. Now, I still felt One of Miami kind of was was significantly longer. It's about a half an hour longer. I felt it could have been really tightened up a little bit. But you're look, talking about four just absolutely knockout performances. Oh, my God. Characters playing off of each other beautifully. Um, they had such great chemistry. Each one of them brought an amazing piece of the puzzle to it, of this totally fictional I, I, uh Telling of these characters' lives, like crossing and intermingling, yeah. intersecting. Um, yeah, I, I dug it a lot. But the thing that stood out for me the most that ultimately allowed me to put it over, besides what I already mentioned, over Ma Rainey was the direction. I thought that you could tell, like, I could see a lot of, like, Damon Lindelof Watchmen influence and in a lot of what Regina King did with some symbolism and some of the, the way she sh- uh, framed and shot things. And I was like, this is her first movie. I haven't seen, probably since A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper, have I seen, like, a first-time director, like, really stand mm-hmm. out to me. It's like, fuck, this is your first movie? You Let's make some more fucking movies, because yeah. you just have a knack for it. Um, so, yeah, can't recommend them both enough. Um, I'd have to, like, sit... Once the actual Oscar nominations for Best Picture have come out, I want to, like, I will, by hook or crook, I will have watched all the movies that are nominated for Best Picture. As of right now, I believe, of all the frontrunners, I've seen six. 
because we got Mank, Defy Bloods, um, Trial of the Chicago 7, um, One Night in Miami, Ma Rainey, and I, there's another one that's missing. I'll look it up. But I'll Promising have a... Young Woman? Uh, it's probably not going to get there. It's, it is getting more traction. That, to me, probably right now, would still be my favorite of the six. Me, personally. And which just goes to show, like, subjective, that it's probably not going to get the Best Picture nomination. And it's hopefully, luckily, going to get some acting and some writing and maybe even a directing nom. But we'll see. I mean, um, I just think that it's unfortunate that these fantastic movies have come out during this time. Because yes. Because I think that that's hurt them somehow. Not in terms of my enjoyment, but it's just a different experience seeing something in the theater. It just, Agreed. It just is. Agreed. And of so, course. You know, and, and with the Oscars and what their parameters typically are, now you're changing them and everything like that. I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like it's unfortunate. I feel like there would have been a lot more buzz and a lot more people seeing some of these films that I feel are so important. Even if they're you know, loosely based on history, the fact that they're based on history and they highlight such important characters mm-hmm. in and such important scenarios. I mean, we talked about with Promising Young Woman, it was basically a rebuttal to, like, the Brock Turner situation. Convicted rapist happened. Brock Turner. Convicted rapist Brock Turner situation, you know, and, and One Night in Miami is about four powerhouse civil rights activists... You know, and, and these are things that are so important and that have happened in the last like, 60 yeah, years. Yeah, one scene where, like, this happened you know, 60 years ago. Right, like, yeah, this was know. 60 years ago. Like, that's insane. So, to your point, I 100% agree with you, but also I'm appreciative of the fact that it is so readily accessible for so many more people. Like, I feel like, sure, these movies aren't making the money that they might have made. I don't think many of these probably would have been blockbusters or, like, would have made a lot of money until probably, like, this time of the year when Oscar season came out. But also, the thing I am fortunate for is that their profile to me is higher because, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, down the street isn't going to go to the theater and say, give me have one ticket for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. But when he's flipping through Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu and doesn't know what to watch and sees this and goes, oh, yeah, I read an article about that. I don't have to pay for it because I'm already paying for it. Again, mindset, mentality. I feel like it might be reaching more people. And it's it's great for us in that, like, look, I'm already paying for this stuff. I don't have to worry about it. Like, I don't need to see One Night in Miami on a big screen. You know what I mean? Sure. There's part of that camaraderie and that like-mindedness of – going to a movie and experiencing it with people, you know, in that setting. But I'm just happy sitting here with you and, and doing it. You know? I didn't mean it like that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so definitely check those out. So if I'm looking, if I'm trusting the indie wire list for front runners, I've seen Defy Bloods, Mank, Ma Rainey, One Night in Miami, Trial of Chicago 7, and Soul, which is also still kind of on the fringe there. The other ones they have listed as front runners are The Father, which I'm not, Excited about seeing, but I'll see. News of the World, even less so. And Nomadland, which Nomadland, I believe, comes out next week or the week afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, which is on Hulu, and I can't wait for that. Then the contenders are all things I still want to see. Um, Sound of Metal, which I'm probably going to watch next week um, on Amazon Prime. Uh, Minari, which I'm very, very excited to see. Which also, I believe, is going to be a um, Hulu release sometime in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Malcolm and Marie, which is now currently on Netflix. This up list hasn't been updated because I did get mixed reviews. So probably won't sneak in. And then Judas and the Black Messiah, which starts on HBO Max uh, this weekend, which will probably be the next movie that we watch excuse me, together. So a lot of good stuff. I'm also going to try to do as many of the acting non-movies as I can um, just to quickly go through my list. If those of you at home are curious, uh, want to check out Pieces of a Woman, Cherry, Vast of Night, Possessor, um, I have the little things still written down. Um, Mangrove and Lovers Rock on Amazon Prime. A lot of good stuff. We'll see what I can cram out and do. So, let's watch this fucking commercial. Oh, I forgot. Why am I suffering? Did you steal my Cheetos again? Just tell him it was you. But I caught you at the counter. 
bother me. So you snuggin' on the sofa? Bother me. You even had him in the shower. It wasn't me. I even caught you on camera. Come on, don't the access to your snacks. Don't talk surprised that you see behind your back. You gotta keep tabs before she entered that pod. Let's review the situation. Orange fingers, red blood. To keep you on stash, you gotta hide it better. If she asks where they are, you say forget her. Never admit to a word. And please don't upset her. And if she keep on stalking, I guess you'll let her. Well, did you? Wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the first time that's ever worked. New Cheetos Crunch Pop Mix. Samantha? That actually, that's... They paid like $6.5 million to put that like on air, besides like their, like, that's just for the airtime. However much that costs to get those three people in the room to How do that. How much do you think together. they paid Shaggy to do that? How much did they pay him to do that? A lifetime supply of Cheetos Crunch Mix. And he signed up immediately. That actually happened? Yeah. I'll watch it again. <laughs> uh, uh, I do not. People, it's gonna, my, people are going to be so pissed. It took them 20 minutes to find out why It Wasn't Me was the first song on the podcast. I'm not going to look up the, the fucking soundtrack to Scrawl. Sounds like a long bird. Scrawl! I can't believe that Ash and Kutcher tried to sing. <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm in glad that, you pointed out. The first thing I was going to say was, yeah. With the accent. Why like, did he have to try the, to do the accent? Like, it like, takes you way too long to have to actually wrap your head around the fact that that's the worst part about the commercial. But everything really surrounding hard to it. Do. The way he goes, you've got the young camera. Like I uh, do. It wasn't me, pretty bad as well as you just heard. But that <laughs> wait, was me doing what, Ashton Kutcher how do you doing. Do it? Uh, <laughs> how do you do it? Oh, I have to do it in my head. Just think of the commercial. Play it back. No, because I'm just going to do last week. No, 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 no. no. This isn't fun anymore. Let's talk about Skrull. <laughs> Let's do this anymore. <laughs> Even got me on camera. A little deaf at the end of it. <laughs> oh, man. You are... You are not All right, good. 21 minutes in. I guess we should start talking about Skrull. This movie was purchased for me as a stocking stuffer by your mother. Here we go. Daisy Ridley, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Mark Forrester Evans, Liam Hughes, Scrawl, the comic book that kills. Oh man, there's so much on the back. Death cannot be rewritten. Liam is a high school student. He's a high school... <laughs> the back of the box has already answered more than what the movie did. Liam is a high school student who makes his own comic books, but soon finds that the deaths depicted in their pages are coming to life and targeting his friends. The appearance of a mysterious woman, Daisy Ridley, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Star Wars Episode Nine, because this came out in between and they didn't know what the fucking name of the movie was by then, who may actually be death incarnate, only makes things worse for him as he is forced to face what he has created while staying alive long enough to rewrite Fuck. I, that makes me so angry that I was so close and I got one off a scrawl. To rewrite the ending before it's too late. A highly... I thought these were umlauts. <laughs> They're just stupid dots on the top of the eyes. Even the font pisses How me off. How would you pronounce that word if it was an umlaut? Umlaut. How would you pronounce that word? <laughs> a, highly, a highly original. No, a highly original work that stands out in the crowded horror marketplace. It says horrorcultfilms.com which I want to go to right now just to see what how low rent and fucking shitty it is. That's one for me. <sighs> I'm up what four? One moment please. In our every 50 you... episode reading challenge. Yes, you are up four. Cool, 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 cool. So got this and I was like, "Oh, this looks like the right amount of trash that I like, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Then, you then, said that. You said, oh, great. A movie about comic books and horror. I'm so in. Perfect. And then, like, I kind of looked up, like, on IMDb and, like, Wikipedia. Look. Like, what, like the, like, the reviews actually were. And they're like, oh, like, it won, like, some, like, 
like this fest like award mm-hmm. and this, but then like uh, other responses were mixed to negative. And I was like, the okay, trivia but- of the movie was that it was made in 2015. After circling the horror movie circuit, it failed to find a distributor. It was finally released on iTunes in 2019. Which makes sense. So these movies happen all the time, right? Like, so Choices, one of our very first episodes, one of the most notorious movies we've done on this what? podcast. Choices. I'm sorry, what? Choices was bought for me what? as a gag gift by uh, a friend in high school um, that just has Debbie Moore blasted on the cover of it. She's like a minor character in the movie, but because she got famous, they released it and tried to fool people. A very famous, like, pseudo-porn movie with Sylvester Stallone came out like right after Rocky. Like these things happen, right? Like mm-hmm. people get famous, people are sitting on these movies, release them. I gotta get this fucking thing off my screen. Um, Play it again. And then, and then you know, they, they happen. So you already are going into this knowing like, okay, Daisy Ridley probably definitely does not want this to see the light of fucking day. Now I will say right out of the gate, she's the MVP of the movie, right? She's the only human being in I, this movie. She's the only one I didn't need the subtitles for. Well, not even that, but she's also the only person in the movie that seems like they've taken an acting class. Well, and she was, you know, I mean, it, it's not her best work. Oh, no, no. She, this, this, is, this is the epitome of, like, like worst MVP. She, like, got, she, got her, she got her feet wet in this movie for sure, getting ready for, for Star Wars. So. Like, she's, she's far and away undoubtedly, the person that, like, if you sat somebody down and it's like, watch this movie, and one of these one of these people in this movie is going to be one of the biggest female, or we'll leave it up gender-wise, one of the biggest stars on the planet in five years. Yeah. They would pinpoint Daisy Ridley out every single time because she's the only one with a remote chance of a future in film. Not just acting, anything. None of these people can't even hold a fucking boom mic. And I'd think that it was possible. This, so I was going to make this declaration. Oh, boy. That this was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. That's not true. I don't know. Well, maybe. Because, because. I don't know if this is worse than Horse Story. This is worse than a Horse Story. Yes, this is worse than a Horse Story. 100%. Pocket Ninjas. Let me pull up, let me pull up. Uh, This is like a, this is like a, a fucking gauntlet and a half. So, also, because remember, like, I've had some big movies, like Leprechaun Origins. The Longest Week. The Longest, no, Longest Week, this is, Longest Week is much better than this. Ooh. Uh, uh, Pitch Perfect 3, Cats, like, they're all up there, right? I don't think this is the worst movie I've ever seen, because I can't classify this in all due conscience as a movie. This is a student film. Mm-hmm. That somebody lucked out into getting Daisy Ridley to be a part of before she became famous. That nobody but a poor professor was supposed to see. This is blatantly a student film. Right down to like when we were watching the credits. Because I was just waiting to see if there was something, a surprise at the end. Like a couple of the actor, like the actress, like the really, the worst actress. Is like one of the producers... Yeah, that was There's a shock. There's people to all me. over the place. I thought she was just somebody's Student dipshit sister that just brought. Yeah, she just looked like she was in a different fucking movie the whole time. So, like, I don't consider this a movie because I have no idea what is going on from scene to scene or frame to frame in this god awful piece of shit. And I'm not trying to be funny. All right, so I warned you guys. Like, I don't right. know how to summarize. What the fuck happens? Right, so they're all Girl Scouts. They're all Scouts. Okay. You go. I, I'm going to literally sit here and watch you talk until right. you can't so talk movie, anymore. So this you, movie, you explain okay, it to let me, me. Shut the fuck up then. So this movie tried really hard to use color. Had you said a MacGuffin right there where I took that sip of water, you would have gotten a spit take out of me and I probably would have left the room. Go on. Tried to use color. By having like vivid reds, I guess to signify blood and people who cool. Die. Schindler's List. Move on. Um, but so they were all scouts. Um, they were really awful camera angles and shaky shots. No, no, don't worry about that right now. I want you to tell me what happens in this movie. They all live in the same apartment building. 
And the apartment building has very bad electrical hookups because the lights keep flashing and going in and out. Were they okay. like orphans or were they no, poor they just, or? No, they were high school students, obviously, who just live in the same apartment building in this town in England. But wasn't there something like, why Why did they all like also like go to the supermarket on, at the same time? excuse me, because I'm getting why there. They, like, Can you shut up? I'm getting there. Don't ruin the Like a dining the sto- hall? Don't ruin the, the, it's a cafe. Don't ruin the story for people who are interested. Everyone is really mean. Okay. They're all bitches. Um, everyone is either in the apartment or the woods. Um, they're all at the supermarket together because, uh, that's where they were meeting for the scout meeting. And then they all went to the woods together. Um, everyone is obsessed with the scouts. That's the thing to do, uh, is be a scout, uh, in this town, um, uh, Joe's dad is crazy and drunk and looked younger than Joe in some takes. He also talked to... A, the, there was a, a mom who was talking to this random girl about her daughter. Do you have any, uh, <laughs> And then Claire and Annie are sisters or possibly aunt and niece. At... Uh. Zero points in this movie. Then, Can you really tell Frank is who Joe's is related dad. to who? And also... And then he was talking to someone, and then it was suddenly somebody else. And also, who is who? There's one girl in this movie who I swear to God changed actresses four times. Or she just was the same pasty-looking British white bitch. And then someone, some guy got slashed and boot-stomped by a little girl. I don't see. I don't remember that at all. I know what um, you're talking about. It was the the girl who looked like. Uh, oh, you didn't see Twilight. Nope. You, but you know, like. You, nope. And it's almost as Kristen Stewart. No, no, not Kristen. Or Stewart. Anna Kendrick, or Taylor Lautner. Those are the only three chicks in that movie I know. <laughs> no, uh, I think Ashley Green is her name. She plays like the one of the other vampires. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. But she's the one who, like, was, uh, Charlie, the person on the beach. Watching you try to explain this is one of the most difficult things. Who is Hannah and what is happening? Um, then the girl's mom told the girl she was a slut and stopped leading that boy on. The, the mom who's talking about her daughter to some other girl said to her daughter's face, you a slut, stop leading that boy on. And the girl's like, you know me so well. Sounds like and Michael Pena recounting it. things in Ant-Man. <laughs> um, and then everyone was just super nonchalant. People came running in saying, this guy just got murdered in front of us. And they were very nonchalant yeah, about yeah, the whole so- thing. I found it hard to believe that they would be so nonchalant. Somebody came to me and said, I just saw somebody get murdered. I'd be like... What? But I wouldn't be nonchalant. All right, I don't so, think. so 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna tag out. No, for you here. no, I'm, I'm gonna, not done. I'm gonna tag out for you here. I'm not done. Go. I'm not done. Okay, hang on. And then they were looking in the comic to see what was happening next, but we couldn't see what was happening next. So I'm not sure what that was supposed to be. I said I can't even see the comic. What is going to happen? They never really show you, like, there's, like, close-up, like, Dutch angles of this yeah, comic book. I didn't know what they were talking about. You can't about. read anything. You can't tell who's who. You can't who. see the pictures. It's just, like, a close-up, close-up drawing of, like, somebody's eyeball. In other words, like, whoever was supposed to draw the comic dropped out four days into the project. And nobody else was artistic. And then some guy kicked the wall. He just kicked the wall. And then there was a different girl talking to somebody, and um, my next note was, how are all these people? That was just, how are all these so people? So the very first thing I wrote was, I hate to make a Samantha note, but what the fuck is happening? And I said, who the fuck is everyone? It's it's so who unclear. And how like, are like, they there's, like, there's honestly like 30 characters, right? Like, it feels like there's 30 characters. There's there's kind of hot beanie first zombie bitch. That's as good that's, as... A- that's what I was talking about. Shame, 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 shame. I don't know. 
Then there is like other Beanie Girl who I think in the flashbacks was the child and their mom is dead. But then she might the, be the somebody's aunt, girl? but she's a sister. Is she dating one of the other people? She's in love with them. I'm not doing a bit right now. This is me trying to figure it out. But wasn't the, the zombies Beanie Girl the same girl as her friend who went to go lie down? Aren't they the same? Who girl? went to go lie down? She had a headache. She went to go lie down. <laughs> Is that the one? The the ones doing the mouth? No, they're totally different. I would never know. The, the one doing the mouth. The one girl she had like a she had like one of those old people mouths. Like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about the girl that was the producer, like the main fucking girl with the camera. No, no, her friend. When they I were, thought she had no friends. No, when they were in the apartment building. Remember in the very beginning? And then the lights were going. She's like, oh, I've got a headache. I've got to go lie down. You sound like you're from London. Fuck. Ow. I just gave myself a brain aneurysm. Ow. I can't go out. I can't go out on this episode. Are those Please, two girls the same? you fucking resuscitate me until I die on a different episode at least. And then cold is that... Wait, I'm not done. These are the most uncharismatic actors with no chemistry. <laughs> Cold as ice, Joe. They don't have chemistry with the inanimate objects they're holding. The girl with the camera has no chemistry. The guy with the, the, next to a tree. Wait. You're going to confuse me who was who. Cold as ice, Joe left her and then tripped on the tree. Oh, that Joe guy. Oh, my God. He looks like every bad master chef. Baby's fine. That was the worst. Oh, there's a baby. Fun. There's a baby going on. And she just gives it to the zombie. Or gives it to one of the people. And the monster eats it. Does so, the monster get it? No. And there's one guy. So the guy, like, uh, was the brute is what he's called. Like the like the initial zombie, even though the the first girl zombie is there as well. And then one of the moms or the stepmoms or the girlfriends, she becomes something as well. And like she they be, start killing people. Psychopath. Sure, but the brute, like, you only see him like twice. And, I, and I he's trying to fuck everybody. When he he's looks a the human. same. He looks the same age as all the other high school people, but I think he's supposed to be somebody's uncle. Yeah. Right. Sure. But wait, we're the main girl. I'm gonna throw up. We're the main girl. It's your body shutting down. <laughs> we're the main. To come up with what the we're the right. main girl. The main guy. Brother and sister? <laughs> with the girl with the camera and the guy with the comic book? Were they brother I and sister? I have no... I, I can't stress enough how much... I'm, we're not putting any of this on. I don't know. I'm just going to... Like Samantha's doing. I'm just going to read you my notes. I normally don't like to read notes, but I've never wanted exposition in a movie so bad. It's just music and tones and a bunch of unconnected student film scenes. I have no idea how anyone is connected to anyone, where anybody is. People appear, and you don't know who they are or what their motivation is. The person who made, who made this thinks they're, in all capital letters, really fucking cool. I'm glad everyone's acting equal seeing their comic book come to life. Even the dad who finally explains what's going on is nonchalant. So they're nonchalant uh, group mind. Because here's the thing. So, like, I'm going to do my best right now. I have one more note. Let me just read it. All these white bitches look alike. And also the last one, does this think it's answering questions? Like at the end, it keeps going back and forth. So I'm going to try to hammer this down. So, oh my God, I almost started talking and my brain told me to not do it. My brain was like, don't you fucking try to explain this right now. So, oh. I can't. I ought to, Oh God, my back. <laughs> this movie's killing me. This is what it does. I'm going to the floor. Help. <laughs> so I think that my... Biggest confusion in this movie comes from how they killed the brute. <laughs> you just gonna? Are you just gonna? I'm just gonna be on my hands and knees for the rest of this. So okay. go ahead. How they killed the brute? They just they just stabbed it. It was supposed to be this big terrifying monster who fucking fucked everything up. He's just a dude. They just stabbed it and it was dead. Uh, Daisy Ridley, who is death or. Uh, fucking, I don't... Death personified. Yeah, didn't she have a name too? Like Annabelle or like Carrie Hannah. or Hannah or just one of those like horror movie names, yeah. you know? I think Chucky. that she was the MacGuffin of the film. <laughs> you know what the guffin of this movie was? The movie! Um, She just like disappears. She the baby. Did I? Oh, she probably deserved it. Um... Like, her whole thing, like, at some point, like, she kind of takes over, 
But the the girl that has the baby, mind you, like they're all supposed to be in high school still, right? Uh, I don't know. Is anybody that actually died dead? Like the dad gets like stabbed at one point. Apparently, this has happened before. Because like that dad, who is Joe's dad, who he's like a burnout. The reason he's a burnout is because. Something like this happened before with to the him comic and book. The other guy's dad. Yes. The dad of the girl. And Joe the boy. and Liam. His name was Liam. I don't know because it says Liam back here, but there's a character named Liam. There's an actor named Liam. I feel you know the GIF. I don't watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. But you know the GIF of Charlie Day in front of like the board with all like like you've seen it before. Oh, right? I think that's a typo because Liam played Simon. Was the character's name? There's nobody named Liam. His name is Simon. His name is... His name oh, you're right, because he's my LVP. <laughs> it's impossible to name, like, an LVP here. The guy who played Joe, his name is Joe. I hate when they do shit like that. Oh, you mean oh, you mean the Tony Danza corollary. <laughs> Tony Danza's named Tony in every, everything he's in. They don't trust him to answer to anything else. What else has this guy done? This Nothing! Piece? Don't Peter you dare! Or... Don't you dare! I'm going to knock that phone out of your hand. Don't look up what these people did. They, they've they all done the same horror films together. Of course. They're just fucking jerking off. They're playing fucking Wet Biscuit or whatever with one another. But they're doing it on film. Um, oh, my God. I told you. This is how bad this is. There's only three trivias. I'm surprised that the script isn't trivia, because I'm honestly asking questions about the, the script at hand here. It tries to be so fucking meaningful. There's nothing that bothers me more. Oh, and there was the girl who was talking to the dad, Joe's dad, Is that and that was Joe's sister? Nothing bothers me more than something that is so... Rosy. So fucking... I'm going to use the word intricate. Intricate. I can't fucking fucking shit. Something that's so there's not a word for it. I'm gonna say layered and into. Calm down, man. Something that thinks it's real smart but isn't, like me right now. And it has absolutely nothing to say, or doesn't give you you any fucking definitive black and white answers. The first 10 minutes of the movie is just garble. And then there were a lot of porta-potties. Were those porta-potties? Those were like little houses. Sheds? I didn't look that deep into it. Cottages? I have a headache. People get killed and like the reactions are so bad. Uh, people are like running and are screaming and are chasing and are upset and making facial expressions that don't match what's supposedly going on. At no point... Here, so, why don't you... Like, oh, I, I, I want to... What is wrong with I, I want Because I'm... I like to be prepared and I like to talk eloquently. And I like to be You're able... You're doing a great job of it. This movie is going to make me become mentally challenged. <laughs> At some point, Simon, when he's discussing what's happening with Hannah or death, you know, she's like, she keeps trying to make like deals with people. Like, if no, you do she this. Said, we already had a deal. Or we had a deal. But how did they come to have a deal? Where did that come from? Is this a sequel to something? Did we miss the first part? Is that why we're so confused? If it is, we're not wrapping it up. I'd rather I'd rather raw dog it <laughs> and live with this and get the VD that is just having watched this movie than protecting myself by watching the other one. Um, and she said, like, at some point it's left open, like, you know, oh, you can finish the story or, like, you're the one that dictates what's going to happen. So why can't you just, like, sit down and draw, like, everything's fine, the end? No, she said that that. Even eyelash hold on. Ow! Why did you pinch my cheek? <sighs> Fuck! I I've still watch this movie. Um, I think I think she said that it cannot be rewritten. That's what it says on the box, bro. 
So is it right here? Death cannot be rewritten. Right. He already killed these people. Cannot be rewritten. And then didn't he turn his mom into a monster? That was weird. But we never saw that. Like we yeah, never... yeah, yeah. She remember oh, she was like kind of like... We saw the snout. She had a snout? Yeah. You like could just wolf. fuck with me right now. And I would just believe you. And I just would go And then go there right was an it. orgy. Everyone back to the pile. In the supermarket. This is the wor- dumbest question I've ever asked in my entire life. Was there anything that you liked about this movie? Um, I liked Daisy Ridley singing. She sang? The teddy bear song. I think that was her What? Song. I think that was her singing. What teddy bear song? If you go down to the woods today. That one. That's what it's based off of. It's an English thing, maybe? I can't. You just can fuck with me. What? I have no idea. I, I've never zoned out of a movie more uh, while being so locked in yeah. at the same it's time. It's the teddy bear's picnic. It's the whole thing. If you go down to the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down to the woods today, you better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was will gather there for certain because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Picnic time Pretty for teddy nice. bears. The little teddy bears are having a lovely time today. Watch them catch them unawares and see them picnic on their holiday. And it goes on and on. It's a big long thing. It's a it's a it's a English nursery rhyme, I guess. I have to do something real quick, as I'm customary of doing for movies like this. I'm going to YouTube. I'm typing in scrawl movie. And uh the full movie is right here. If you sleep when you oh, say... hold on. Can't clear this pillow cube commercial. Oh, I just played the Cheetos commercial. We can't clear either. Uh, yep, the whole movie is on YouTube. So, if you were listening to this, I cannot stress enough. Don't do this, but do this. Go to the description of the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Click on the YouTube link and try to sit through this hour and 19-minute mess. I want to see what the comments are. <clears throat> I want to say that I deserve at least $100 for sitting through this whole movie. <laughs> it's the first comment. I fast-forwarded to only the Daisy Ridley scenes. You can tell she's a good actress. Even here, the very last scene made me burst out laughing. <laughs> I'm finna sit through and watch it and all the lights off, by the way. Wish me luck. Hello, everyone. Stay safe and free. Uh, give it a 4 out of 10, LOL, on some of the comments. I'm so corn-fused. I just love fucking with some of you damn characters. Uh, these people might be friends that watch this. I have no idea. Poorly directed. Confusing as hell. Incoherent. Wow, this was underwhelming. This made zero sense. Terrible waste of time. Boring. Uh, yeah. What are the reviews look like in this? 21,000 people have watched this. 277 people liked it and 75 people didn't. Jesus. What's wrong with you people? Uh, yeah, so this whole thing will be featured. So here's, if I have to, if I have to RJ hates rap, say one thing I liked about this movie, uh, as bad, it did have, this is as good a compliment this movie's gonna get, for it being like a quote-unquote B horror movie, which more like a C or D or fucking J horror movie, you did get plenty of shitty gore, and like shitty like like kill scenes and things like like the blood was cool i guess um someone said i know this is an indie film and i certain certainly did not expect big budget stuff however good editing and story structure can be done on any film with any budget <laughs> talent is something different than scope or budget Shots are cut between with hardly a care. There are random and incoherent montages, bizarre dialogue, you name it. It was honestly a chore to watch this. Scrawl represents the worst of independent film. And uh, I agree. I'm going to cut out the past, like, 30 minutes of our talking and just put that in. Thanks, Paytone on IMDb. So we named Daisy Ridley the MVP, correct? Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. And the LVP is going to be hard for me. I didn't like any of them. I thought the guy who played Joe was just... He was very, 
very bad. I think that no one told him he was making a movie. <laughs> I think I think they just said, Joe, come on, let's go get some coffee. And then they started filming, and he is just confused the entire time. They said, hey, say this line, and then kiss this girl, and then pick this person up and trip over that tree trunk. And he just did those things. So the three main characters in the movie are all the fucking shits. They're so terrible. Joe is bad. Uh, the Annie g- just cries. Is Annie the girl with the camera? Yeah. Okay. My She's the producer. She's the producer. Right. My personal vote is for Simon, <laughs> who is the guy that the other guy that writes the comic Liam. book. Liam. I guess Liam is his name, and Liam is his game. Uh, where, like, he sees his like his mom like get attacked and he's like so off with all of his emotions not that Joe is any better that it's like astonishing to me that this was the best they could do and come up with there are so many but like when you have your three main actresses or actors just shit in the bed every fucking time you're dead in the water yeah. No matter how, I mean, that's before you even, like, are just editing in this mismatch of, like, real world, comic book world, current day, past day shots. It would be better if I was taking shots. And then they had, like, the, they shook the camera a lot to, you know, handheld it, essentially. And that did nothing to help uh, the awful story. Um, I did like, well, I didn't understand. So the person who, who played Georgie, who was Joe's stepmother, was also fucking the guy who turned into the brute. What? And she turned into a homicidal maniac and she's the one who killed him and then he turned into the brute. I thought she did a good job when she turned into the homicidal... Homicidal maniac. Homicidal. Homicidal maniac. I thought she did a good job when she turned into the homicidal maniac. We're not giving any positive feedback here. No, you did, though. Oh, that's the one thing? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I thought she did a good job, actually. Well, she's not the MVP. I know, I didn't say she was the MVP. She did, she had one look on her face that I liked because it looked like she was a homicidal maniac. Maybe that's what she is in real life and it was just her coming through. Not acting. Which is what n- no one in this movie acted. Who's the fucking LVP of this movie? I don't know. Sai-Jo-Ni. Sai-Jo-Ni. All three of them. The baby. Fuck that baby. Come on. Man, that baby's gonna grow up to what be like somebody What happened to the baby? But like, what happened to the baby? No idea. There's somebody called the caretaker? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know who that is? Who? In the apartment building that they all lived in with the dodgy lights. When the girl was going to lay down, I guess she went up the wrong stairs and then the caretaker was there and said, oh yeah, we'll take care of you. And she walked down the hall. And then I don't know if she's the one who was the girl on the beach in the beanie or if she was someone else. And then she was the one who came and said to Annie's boyfriend, you're hot. We should fuck instead of you fucking Annie. That girl. And she got then the black eyes. Remember her eyes turned all black? I told you I remembered way too much about this fucking movie. It's been living in my head. Let's go with Joe. I'm going to give you Joe. He just was like a pile of shit. The whole movie. So maybe he's the MVP because the whole thing's a pile of shit. Is that your impersonation of him? (laughs) Is that you being Joe? I know what you mean. He, you know who he resembled? So, uh, oh, Dad. <laughs> you look like a depressed British frog. <laughs> exactly. It's a really great impression. Uh, he, if if uh, Liam Hughes, the actor who played no Simon, <laughs> the guy, uh, his his ceiling is like Nick Sleet instead of Nick Frost. <laughs> face you're it's a podcast the best part of this movie is the face you're making on a podcast 
Joe Daly, the son of Carson Daly, is our LVP. Wouldn't it be crazy if he would stop making the face? So I have to read the production. I just want a girl to like me. <laughs> I don't want to go to Scouts. Going to the cafe, you see Beth. Who the fuck is Beth? The slutty girl who's most Oh, right, about like her. broke his heart. Oh, fuck that girl. That whole thing was so stupid. Babe, I fell for it. <laughs> Why is he getting fatter with each sentence? Don't know, man. So, the production. So, the director was. Hey, this guy teaches film. Where? Andover College. You can see the project. Where is Andover College? Fucking hell. <laughs> no, it's in Hampshire County uh, County Council in uh, Hampshire, England. Uh, conceive the project as a hands-on training exercise for his students. This what? guy. This guy is fucking, fucking ripping all these people off. I'm spitting everywhere. Influenced by Brian De Palma's home movies. Oh fuck you. <laughs> Much like that film, Hearn students were given the responsibility of raising money via crowdfunding as no well as money. shooting and editing of the film, all under no Hearn's money. supervision. The cast consisted of professional actors, horseshit, uh, such as Daisy Ridley, as well as award-winning theater and film actress Elizabeth Boeg, who played, who Geor played Georgie. Georgie. Okay, so that makes sense. Uh, Mark Forrester Evans and Nat Natalie Pon Pon Ponall from the horror film Credo. Uh, had worked with Hearn before in his short film, short film motto. Why am I talking? And now I'm talking like, who is this? Who this sounds like somebody? Sammy <laughs> Davis Jr. <laughs> Sean Connery, young Sean Connery. Sean, Sean, Sean Connery with a balloon. Um, many of the students involved have subsequently gone into the industry or on the film school. Who? Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. <laughs> I don't know what I just did. She was awful to work with. <laughs> Who are you now? I don't know. I've All lost right. it. Let's stop I'm talking mentally... about this fucking movie. This is going right now on my side of the bed. And this is going into your mother's fucking little hands. <laughs> her hands are... Th okay, her hands are And I'm going to say, you do it. And then when she gets 30 minutes in, because she doesn't have a podcast, this is the closest I've ever come, by the way, to saying, can we just turn this the fuck off? Like, really? I was like, what's the point of this? Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, summarize to people what is happening. I think we did a pretty good job. We said nothing. <laughs> we said a bunch of garbled nonsense. Yeah, that's exactly. I I'm going to say, you try it. And then when she quits, she can. She's going to make my dad watch it. Fucking feel the pain. Poor dad. I normally throw it this way so it goes upstairs. This is going right in the bedroom. Shit, and I broke it. Oh, well. Oh, I needed to write on that. Oh, well, fuck. Anything else on Scrawl? Uh, no. What, Definitely not. What would happen if what you wrote in your life came to life? Oh, man. Whew! Would I be alive? Yeah. No. Uh... <laughs> it's a podcast. They can't see you. No, I was making a face as if, like, what I wrote wouldn't be the same but no i've never i don't write about you i'm aware you want me to share with the people what you do write about no S score for scrawl one one it's it's such a one it's so it bad. doesn't even know it it's it's it does know it it is no no here's the problem with this this guy thinks he did something because people let him teach film they like they did this in like now they're in the movie star. <laughs> they feel accomplished from this. And the only thing they accomplished is put depressing me and putting me in a shitty mood. I've got a good impression now, though. <laughs> it's for nothing. This is never coming back. I'm coming back as Joe every podcast. <laughs> this, is how, this is just how you're going to talk in three days when you're around your mother. Because it's your true. exit comes out. <laughs> it's just you with your eyes closed. So it's a one. Uh, it's yeah. It's one of the very, very rare ones in our podcast history. Uh, I don't think that ones are as as rare as you think that. Yeah, they, they are. are. Like like flat ones. Yes, they are. 
Yeah, they are. I think we've had like two. Because normally one of us is like, ah, one and a half or something. You know what I mean? Okay. But like both people going with a one. No, I, I think that there's more than what you're thinking. I don't think so. Yeah. Hang on. And, and if so, you're rounding down. No, I don't round down. I do legitimate ones. Obviously, this year it's the first one. Let's see. In 2020, we had... Yes. Uh, Leprechaun Origins. Correct. That was it. Okay. In 2019, we had... A horse story, and that was uh, three ones. Yes. Okay, so that was there. Um, mm. I would put a horse story above this. What I about would. food fight? Oh, fuck. You gave it a higher score than that. Yeah, I, food fight's better than this. Yeah. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. I gave it a one? You, you gave it one and a half. Oh, yeah, no, it's better Pocket than Pocket Ninjas? Pocket Ninjas is Pocket the one where Ninjas it's... Pocket Ninjas is the one from both of us, but fucking Andrew gave it a three, so that <laughs> score was skewed, but it was just a one from us. So yeah. I would say that's a one. Yeah, it's a one. Overall. Oh, maybe I'm thinking that we haven't watched as bad films as I thought. No, the, but there's been a lot of like one and a half, twos, yeah, yeah. like there's been a lot of shit. But like I said, this isn't even like in the same ballpark as that, because I don't, this is a bunch of kids learning from some shitty teacher. And we had to fucking sit through it and watch it. I can only dread what's coming up in four weeks. Although that, I think, actually is going to be okay. That was the other movie that was gifted to us for Christmas by your friend Carly Coffee. We'll go ahead and announce it now. Uh, the schedule for the next five weeks. Next week's episode, a random movie, The Fan. Then after that, you only have two weeks left, or less than that. Less than two weeks left to get your votes in for the 2020 Mullet Awards. We'll be unveiling our winners. I will say, voting has been getting hot and heavy. We've had some switches and winners. Some races are really tight. We have a top, couple of ties going on. Thank you so much for the um, for the, the votes and for the feedback. Please tell your friends. Get as many votes as we can get so that way we can break some of those ties. So that'll be in two weeks, our award uh, winners. Then after that, we have your nomination, Trainwreck. Then our next wrap-it-up movie, Deadpool 2. And then our final gifted movie, we will be watching uh, from your best friend, Carly Coffee, what we got for Christmas, the movie Rubber, which is about a talking tire, which admittedly, from what I've seen, does not appear to be that bad. Uh-huh. But okay. I saw the same thing about Squirrel. So you sure did. We'll see. So the fan... Mullet Award winners, Trainwreck, Deadpool 2, Rubber. The next five weeks here for Married With Movies. Hope you guys are excited. I'm not. Because <laughs> I am. I am. Thank you I'm for excited listening. we're done with this. Yeah, yeah, this has been... This has been hey, what the fuck's on our TV right now? It's Coral. Not from the real world, but like... I don't think anyone thought it was Coral from the real world on our television. Man, you know, you know how you make a movie good? You put Coral in it. Like if Coral was in Scrawl, just like stabbing bitches. Only black person? Yep. I'm for it. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe every year. Podcast. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Um, we hopefully have some stuff coming up there very, very soon. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married with Movies at gmail.com. If you want to supply us with a movie to watch, we will do it no matter what. All you have to do is send it to us. Uh, hit me up on any of those avenues or slide into my DMs on Instagram. God, Please tell time people to slide into your DMs. At your host, Mullet38 on Instagram while you're there. Go ahead and turn on your notifications for my show, Box and Friends, where I show off what I have bought in all of my different collections. Also, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. Hopefully, there's a, a new entry this week. I am officially caught up, which means I'm now backlogged. So, I got to finish. As soon as we're done with this, I'm going to try to watch some wrestling and make some notes and keep moving and chugging along. Anything you'd like to promote, Samantha? Uh, definitely not. Not at Jam With Your Sam on Instagram? No. Oh. I don't need to do it. You just did it for me. 
At Jam with your Sam on Instagram. Anything else? For mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Joe didn't have anything else to say? I was going to say in Joe. At Jam with Sam on Instagram. Oh, he's just a fan of Sam's? Yeah. He's a fan of me. That makes a lot of sense, actually. That pile of shit with, like, you. Yeah, you're right, yeah. If you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you'd better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was will gather there for certain, because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Picnic time for teddy bears. The little teddy bears are having a lovely time today. Watch them catch them underwear. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.